Speakeasy, just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the Line 1524. Oh, that's right. It's another night here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. I'm here with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And uh, we're here with Cross the Line 1524, and we're heavy into cocktails tonight. (laughs) Dwayne, what you drinking over there? I'm on my uh, Evan Williams and Coke again. I'm the simple guy. Now, Jeff, now, if you remember last week, folks, Jeff couldn't remember what he was drinking. Yeah, so. but you're asking a lot earlier tonight. That's so right. That's right. <laughs> it's not much earlier. You know, I'm just having a little of my harvest rum with some uh, Coke Zero. Good deal. So what you got, Room? I have some St. Elmo's bourbon and just a slight touch of Diet Coke. There you go. So I'm actually, uh, I got some Jeffersons going on here. Uh, it's been a great week for everybody. Um so, you know, I, I had some uh, feedback from our la- from our podcast about nicknames. So um, we talked about my nickname and where it was derived from. It was a, derived from a gentleman named Wilbur that was about six or seven years older than I was, went to the same school. So I had somebody contact me, a listener down in Florida who actually went to school with us as well. And um, she said, hey, did you know he was murdered? Wow. I'm like, What? She goes, yeah, type his name in Google and look. Not only was he murdered, but after he was murdered, the murderer cut his nose off and skinned him and scalped him. So how's that for the starters across the line, 1524? That would happen yeah. where? In Texas. In Texas, Texas. Wow. yeah. Alan told me that, and I'm like, no, holy cow, yes. I was thinking, first, I was thinking it was uh, something. No, 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 no. no this guy was, the, the guy lived guy. a couple doors down from him, and... <laughs> Having in Texas. But he was killed in Texas. He was just yeah. some drug, oh, someone. Some he was on embalming fluid is what he was injected. There's some. Yeah, it's, wow. it's, it's, you he's can look got it issues, up. Yeah. yeah. The guy had issues. Well, he's got issues in prison now because that's where he is for the rest of his life. Yeah. Very unfortunate, so. Now, embalming fluid. So now on a, to, on a, to a lighter note. Yeah. <laughs> God rest his soul. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. terrible. Terrible, terrible. So, what are we going to talk about tonight, guys? Maple syrup. Maple syrup. Do you know, do you know anybody that knows anything about maple syrup, Alan? I do know a gentleman that knows about maple syrup. I know, how to, I know how to fill up the evaporator. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to drink while you're watching it evaporate. <laughs> so, um, you've heard a couple of our commercials for Stanger Sugar Shack. So we do maple syrup here, 100% pure Indiana maple syrup, and uh, just tapped all the trees, and, you know, the next couple weeks here, we may not be doing podcasts because I'd probably be out there boiling sap. So it just kind of started. How many trees you got tapped now, Alan? I tapped 70 trees right now. I'm going to probably tap 30 more. Okay. Um, it's colder this year than it has been the last couple of years, so it's really not running right now. It ran enough to clean sap lines out. I use a vacuum system. So So let's talk let's talk yeah. about that part of the process because I don't think a lot of people understand how the sap flows and why it flows and 
and all that. Yeah, so most people probably think the sap flows. Well, I even thought, you know, sap just is flowing down out of the tree. Well, the way that works is at night when the it's freezing out, it sucks the sap up in the tree. Then when the sun comes out and it's above freezing, it pushes it back out. And that's when you catch it. You tap your trees. I started with the bucket system when I first started, you know, with just a couple buckets and a couple taps. And it's maybe like I, I don't know anybody that's addicted to drugs, but I think tapping maple trees is an addiction because I went from five buckets to ten buckets. And then I went to a bag system. Yep. I made a homemade bag system that held three-gallon bags. I made it easier to, to to collect the sap. But what I had was about 100 taps out, and every night we were collecting sap. Know anything about that, Ruben? A little bit. I fierced the weather for that for a couple of times. <laughs> so, Jeff, I mean, if, it wasn't, memories. if it wasn't for you guys and the Amarines, I don't think I'd have ever kept up that year. That was that was a fun year, though. God, what a great memory. Yeah, I, I have memories of being stuck in the woods with my two-wheel drive mule yeah. Oh, yeah. with sap in the back. And But now I've uh, progressed. Um, I use a vacuum tubing system that uses a 5 sixteenths tap and tubing. And then I have a one-inch main line. I don't, I'm not that big, you know, so I don't have the big two-inch main lines. I have a one-inch main line. I collect it with a vacuum pump into a 300-gallon tank. Then I transfer it from that tank that's on one side of the creek to my tank in the back of my Hyson and then take it up to the barn. And then I run it through reverse osmosis. So a lot of people have reverse, reverse osmosis in their houses. Uh, for clean drinking water. So what this does, it separates the water and the sap. So you have crystal clear water comes out on one side, which normally would be your keeper product, and your waste product's coming out on the other side, which is what I want. That's the sap. So it doubles the sugar content and takes half the time then to boil the sap. And I got to say something about, I've never had reverse osmosis water in a house. I've drank purified water, but I know it wasn't that. That has got to be the best tasting water. It was great. Oh my gosh! I I come down to help one day and I was thirsty and I I said, "Alan, what is this?" He goes, "He told me what it was." I'm like, "Oh, I just I'll get some water." So I put it in a glass. Delicious. I drank that whole glass. I think I drank like I drank more water. Good. Oh my gosh! And I don't know if my body went just more because I just kept drinking. And it all comes from a tree. Yeah. So I don't know if God made filtering it up through the tree makes it better after and then filtering it again. But that was the. Best glass of water I've ever had. But you, now you talk about you save the waste product as actual sugar, right? Boil it. Well, the waste product right. is the, the sugar water, the permeant, yes. Yeah. So then you boil that down. Um, you know, you got to get it down to 219 degrees is when it becomes maple syrup. And, and I can tell you, I worked the boiler during the Maple Surf Festival and the I, last year, the yeah. evaporator, we were going through a lot faster last year oh yeah because you you start yeah. with you know it's twice the content yeah, and i was impressed normal. by how fast we were boiling it off so it uh it saved me prior to doing that i was boiling every single night i'd come home from work boil to 10 or 11 o'clock at night and it was every night i'm able now to collect it as long as the temperatures don't get too warm collect it and just boil on the weekends and for the listeners how many gallons of sap does it take to make a gallon of maple syrup I would ask you guys to guess, but you all know. Yes. So it's 40 gallons of sap for one gallon of maple syrup. Now, that might fluctuate. Sometimes it may be less. Sometimes it may be more. Uh, but the average is about 40 gallons of sap for one gallon of maple syrup. 
it's a lot of work. So a lot of people say, why is maple syrup so expensive? It's just (laughs) way more expensive than pancake syrup. So I have a few props here for you. This may take some doing, but somebody read me. This is, uh, I'm going to use the brand name. It's Mrs. Buttersworth. Yep. I want somebody to read the ingredients off the back of Mrs. Buttersworth. Now, with a reminder that when you read ingredients on anything, the they're listed in order of the wow. amount. The amounts, correct. Right. <clears throat> so the ingredients on Mrs. Buttersworth is high fructose corn syrup. That's your. That's the most. That's the one that's the highest level in the. The in second product. ingredient is corn syrup. Well, mm-hmm. the high fructose corn syrup, people. That's the bad right. stuff. That's the stuff you really. Right. Try to avoid to be healthy. Number three ingredient is water. It contains less than 2% of cellulose gum, salt, molasses, natural and active flavors, caramel color, corn syrup, lactic acid, sodium hexaphosate, sodium benzate, and potassium sorbate, which are all preservatives, and citric acid. It no, doesn't say anything so, about maple syrup. No, there. that's not where I'm going with that. Right. So now read the ingredient on this bottle of Stanger Sugar Shack maple Stanger syrup. Stanger Sugar Shack. Contains 100% maple syrup. That's it. The end. The end. There is nothing whatsoever added to right. pure 100% maple syrup. Now, when I say that, you do need to be careful. Um, just like honey, when you, you know, a lot of times you need to... Uh, it's great to know the beekeeper so you know nothing's added. There are some syrups that may say maple on them, but you flip them over, there's some additives to them. Right. The other thing you really have to watch out for is people think they go to Kroger's and you get maple syrup and it says 100% maple syrup. And you're thinking, well, I'm getting an American maple syrup. You flip it over and it says two things on the bag. It says products of the United States and Canada. So you might ask yourself, well, why in the world... Do I have it from two different places? Well, and we have Canadian listeners, so I uh, hope I don't offend any of them. But Canada kind of is like a mafia of maple syrup in Canada. They dictate prices. They dictate who sells the, the sap. Uh, and it, it really, that Canada really drives syrup prices down. So what happens is... You know, somebody, will, uh, a company will make bottle maple syrup. They'll get a little bit from the U.S., which is more expensive, and the rest from Canada. So that's kind of what happens there. Wow. So it's uh, well, and it's kind of like the honey market too, when we talked about where it's controlled and and there's counterfeit and and uh, watered down with other right. stuff to make it right. to right. make it. It still says it's pure, but it's really not, and no right. one knows unless you're a chemist. Right. So does anybody know the history of maple syrup? How it got started? Any guesses? No, but I bet you do. Well, that is one of those curious. Who in the heck ever first thought of it? You know, I'm going to tap into this. If we can back up just a little bit. So the process in the tree is, if I understand it right, and you let me know, but... Correct you if you're wrong? Correct me if I'm wrong. The the purpose of the draw-up when it is freezing weather uh, into the tree, it, is that's the tree's protection. That's from insulation the for weather, the tree. Right? Correct. Yes. So it uh, protects the tree, uh, and sap collection is only good until mid March usually. Once the trees bud, it's no good. Uh, so you pull your taps, and it actually quits flowing back and forth then because it's not freezing at night. Um, 
And once the trees bud, if you're collecting sap, it's usually a, has a real bitter taste to it. You know, it's it's funny because until I started doing this, I always thought the sap came up in the spring and boosted the tree, right, and the leaves grow. That's yeah, how I, I always thought it, right? I, right. I didn't know it was to keep the tree alive. I didn't know it was reverse. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, well, I, I most people don't. They, right. You know, it's right. it's just a uh, one of those things. So. But to go back to my point, who in the heck ever first thought of, hey, I'm going to drill a hole in here and and, and get this syrup, this sap out, and then I'm going to boil it for hours to, right. to eat this? I mean, Margie so, and I had the same conversation. Like, who, who thought of this? So I'll tell you, it was the American Indians. American Indians. So they didn't boil it, though. They collected it and let the sap dry, evaporate. Oh, and then eat the yeah. sugar. Yeah. So that's, that's how they got their sweetener. And then it just progressed, you know, and... To what we got going on now. Believe it or not, at one point in the United States history, Indiana was the highest maple producing state really? in the nation way back when. No kid. Uh, now, you know, it's in the northeastern states. Um, so it's, but it's fun. I mean, it's, it's a dying. There's only a few places, like in our county, I think there's two places uh, besides myself that actually uh, collect maple. Sab for uh, retail distribution, you know, and make syrup. Uh, it's just a kind of a dying art. So. so, question for you is, what kind of maple trees and what kind of does it require? Does it require any maple tree? So, that's a good question. So, I, I used to have people tell me, the only tree you can tap is a sugar maple tree. I'm here to tell you, you're wrong. You know how many sugar maple trees I have? <laughs> Zero. Zero. All mine are red maples. Uh, so then they'll say, well, red maple's not a sweet. You know what I'm going to tell you? You're wrong. Um, it really just depends. There's a few trees you can tap, uh, red maple, sugar maple. Um, and, but maple's not the only tree you can tap. You can, you, right. you can tap sycamore trees, and that sap, when it's boiled down, has kind of a butterscotch taste to it. You can also tap black walnut trees. Wow. Um, I, I've never done that. I've got a few black walnuts. I've always thought that'd be neat, but I'm so busy with the maple that I don't have time. I wonder what that tastes like. I don't. It's know. interesting. I mean, I got yeah. one in my so, front yard. But I got I a bunch of them. If, if I understand right, the, the maple trees have tend to have number one probably higher flow, but they have a higher sugar higher content. sugar content. Correct. Correct. Huh. So it's it's uh, learn something new. But, but do you think in general? I mean, and this is the case, you could probably tap. Basically any tree. No, maybe no. no, not so much. Okay, not so much. That's good to know. All right. Yeah, I don't I'm, see. I'm curious about the black walnut now. Yeah. So I what I what have I, a grow for them. So. What I've been told is during the filtering process, when you filter the black walnut, there's a lot more particulates in it, and it plugs oh. the filtering system up a little bit. So, huh. so huh. Alan, is are maple trees exclusive to North America? Do you know? I think no, because Russia does maple syrup as well. So. Yeah, well, that's pretty Russia. They, yeah. 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 You know, I don't know the answer to that. I'm, I'm going to look that up when I do the recap here. That's a good question, though. But I do know that Russia does do maple syrup as well. They probably, you know, they probably sell pineapples, too, grow pineapples, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask them. You know, we don't have any Russian listeners, so. Yet. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to put a translator on our system. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So that's, you know, and after you boil it down, you boil it to 219 degrees. And then I filter it. I have a filter press system, um, which you actually add 
stuff to the syrup to collect it and it binds all the particulates to that and you pump it through the filter press and bottle it and there you go i have a fancy bottling machine you can't get them just anywhere so your syrup has to be a certain temperature when you bottle it it just so happens that most commercial coffee makers percolators have the same temperature so it works perfect we got a like a hundred cup percolator you put the syrup in there and you have the spout there and fill the bottles up and then let them cool off and label them and you're good to go and i'll tell you what the one thing if you've never had pure maple syrup it doesn't you know you're used to the mrs butterworth angel my whatever you're used to having you kind of coat your coat the pancakes but all layers of it and then you got to pour it into plates because you got to keep dipping to get that flavor where it's real maple syrup you don't need that and and i've sell it at my shop we've got some there and we've sold it to people and i that's my first question is have you ever had pure maple syrup before and the one gentleman he's like no i never had it It sounds pretty good though i'm like well first thing is don't dump that i said that's a lot of syrup there that's a lot of pancakes well i'm used to using about a half a bottle i said oh my gosh no don't do that i said just pour a pour a you know a trickle all the way around your pancakes and try it you may need to add a little bit more but you're going to be surprised how little you're going to use compared to what you're used to using so you know i said because this is pure it's real it's not a the bunch natural of natural sugar content is totally different so well, yeah and it's, it's yeah, great yeah, it's yeah. Very good. but it is so much better and once you have it you know you you never really want to go back because now we don't have it anymore but the other thing we I, I we learned a lesson the hard way is someone in my house opened up a bottle and put it back on the shelf we won't mention so, any names. So right. here's the deal with maple syrup. Once it's been opened, it has to be refrigerated. Yes. Uh, or you'll get mold on it. So here's the other thing that, that most people don't know. If that happens, simply remove dump it. it out, remove the mold, bring it back to a boil, put it back in your bottle, and you're good to go. Good to go. So it's pretty Mine, mine pretty went to stuff. purchase more. It just went away, and I bought another bottle. So You know, uh, I traveled up east, you know, six, seven years ago, and... I had bought some Vermont real maple and stuff, and and then I come back, met in Allen, got other stuff, and I can say Allen's tastes better. This maple syrup tastes better to me, and I didn't think it. There he is again. I see a shake. Don't be shaking your face. It tastes different. <laughs> Just so those listeners out there, He's waiting for the love fest. So there, there's there's rumors <laughs> that there's a bromance going on between Ruben and myself. I can't myself. stand none of these guys. <laughs> Make sure you get it right. The, I'm trying to compliment the the, the Indiana sugar, not Allen. Oh, I think it's, I, it just tastes different, even with the Vermont maple. Yeah, I it think does. geographically, I just, wherever I, I think there's a different taste. It does. It tastes well, totally your, different. Eh? Your soil content is going to change. Um, the what? Well, what the? I mean, the tree is not just bringing up water, but it's bringing the minerals and nutrients out of right. the soil. Well, the soil is different, so you're going to get different flavors because different nutrients it, it, are getting into the to tree. To me, I thought it tasted different, and I've had a couple different Indiana ones, and I thought they tasted much different than, like, their Vermont Northeast stuff. Right. Right. And to me, it just seems so manufactured up there to me. I don't It could be. Well, they do the same thing I'm doing now, but on a big, Bigger. big yeah. scale. Yeah. So, in fact, there's a gentleman... Uh, out towards Liberty Brownstown, Brownsville, uh, Brownsville. Yeah. yeah, Kevin, Kevin's his name. Almost blurred his last name out there. He has three thousand taps. Wow! So I went to visit him. He, uh, we're going to talk about the maple syrup weekend here in a minute. So a couple years ago, we're always open on Saturday, the maple syrup uh, weekend. Uh, so on Sunday, they were open Sunday. So 
Mary and I went out there, and it was the last year that he used bags here, and I wanted to see the whole tubing system. And I went out there, and it was pretty amazing. Uh, 3,000 taps. Wow. Um, all tubed in. He has an evaporator about half the size of, probably the size of the barn kitchen. Wow. I mean, it's humongous. Wow. Uh, it's got a hood. It's inside of a pole barn. He's got a hood on it that sucks all the, you right. know, it's got a fan on it, too, so it sucks it all out. But it's, you know, it's pretty amazing. Wow. I mean, 3,000 taps. I went down there, and he had, a, like, a two-inch line, and it was half full just running constantly through. Uh, he uses a vacuum system. Yeah. And, uh Gosh. It was pretty amazing. Three thousand taps. Of work, yeah, man. that's nothing though. There, there's there's a couple guys in the state of Indiana twelve thousand taps. Wow. I mean, wow. it's kind of their business. Right. Uh, you know, I started as a little hobby just to try it right. out, and then it got big enough that like, oh, I've, we'll do something on the weekend. So every year, the state of Indiana, the Indiana maple syrup producers, once a year holds a maple syrup weekend. Uh, where different uh, sugar camps throughout the state are open so people can visit, check out how maple syrup's made. So uh, this year it is on March 13th. It's a Saturday, and we'll be open here from 10 to 4 o'clock. We'll have maple syrup, uh, but then we have other vendors. So I'm going to talk about a couple of other vendors here. Uh, we have Bischoff Sunrise Farms going to be there. You know anything about that, Dwayne? Just a little bit, yeah. Well, what kind of stuff are you going to have there? <laughs> well, we're going to have some of our bee products there, uh, the candles and uh, the lip balms, hand balms, stuff like that. That's what we're going to be bringing to the show. Cool. So then we have Hoosier Creek Farm. Jeff, you know anything about that? Yeah, a little bit. I know the president of the company. You know the president of the company? Yeah, yeah. yeah I so, do too. <laughs> we'll, um, yeah, we'll, have, we'll have honey, and I'll, uh, I'll bring some uh beehive equipment and you know just for discussion for people that are interested in in uh the, the process or and or raising honeybees yeah so so everybody knows we just don't sell uh we also try to educate we we've got a couple videos that are always up uh like jeff says he'll bring some beehive equipment and uh it's it's educational as well as fun you know you bring the kids out show them how maple syrup's made and it's a good time so when you have stuff like that, you got to have some refreshments, some food. So the, the, I think it's called Margie's Marvelous Morsels. Marcels. Yeah, that's going to be my wife. Uh, she uh, makes a lot of homemade candy. Not as much as she used to, but she'll be bringing stuff, mainly uh, candy and some baked goods, most like, mostly candy, uh, and a lot of stuff for like the kids when they come visit, some suckers and stuff that she makes homemade. And uh, she's filling up to it this year, so she's... Good deal. Good. Good deal. Yep. So we're going to take a short break because my glass is empty, and I hear you r- rattling yours over there, too. I'm going to throw it up Montana. Yeah, that's what's going on. <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to talk about an offshoot. It started with maple syrup, but the Sugar Shack took another direction. We're going to talk about that when we come right back. So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And we'll be right back. Well, we're back to Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. So we were going to talk a little bit... Uh, oh, we forgot. Oh, we forgot. We forgot a couple things. First of all, we're coming to you live from the Rusted Nail. Shh. 
speakeasy, little speakeasy outside of Brookville, Indiana. And we have Table 12 here. Table 12, can we hear you? I don't even want to. Know, I don't even want to tell you what the signs were. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I saw one of them. They were waving. Weren't they, they were waving. I don't know what that double shot to the thigh thing. Is. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny. Um, once again, I've had people inquire, and I know you guys have too, about what the hours are at the Rustin Nail Speakeasy. <laughs> and uh, so I just tell them, you know, it's private, and it's uh, when you get an re- invitation, that's when it's open. So it's one of those things. It's an old speakeasy from the old days. Never know. Someday we may you may uh, end up with a few people from across the country stop by and say hi. Be you never know. <laughs> never know. What they people from Australia were swing by Indiana. <laughs> what yeah. would they think? Yeah. Oh, would it be great? Uh-huh. <laughs> hi, mate. So we were talking about maple syrup, and then I wanted uh, to take a break because we needed filler glasses. And so maple syrup led to something else for the Sugar Shack. So the one year we were doing the open house, and I'm like, man, I need some more product besides just... I I always do the syrup. My wife Mary makes nut goodies that are all made with maple syrup and candies. And I said, we need something else. And I thought, you know what? I got this good uh, uh, pepper jerky recipe. I'm going to add syrup to it. So I made maple pepper jerky. That sold faster than anything we ever had. No good. So I'm like, man, there's a. I think there might be a market here. So uh, my cousin across the street, Joey, who owns uh, Lakeside Deer Processing, he did jerky. He did a lot of uh, deer jerky for people. So I got together with him. I said, hey, you interested in maybe doing something together, making beef jerky and selling? So we did. And it took off so fast that we couldn't keep up. Uh, we were making it in the commercial kitchen down at third place, and quite honestly, we ran out of hours in the day. Uh, so then COVID hit here, and it really knocked me out. So I'm like, we got to do something different with the jerky because people were calling for it, and I'm like, got to do something. How am I going to do this? So it turns out I made contact with a major manufacturer who's manufacturing our recipes now for us. Uh, it's a private label, and um, so it gave us the chance to mass produce the jerky. Uh, now, Joey, he's on his own. He's doing the deer processing now, meat processing. So I kind of spearheaded taking the jerky over, and um, it's it's been great. Uh, we've got six flavors now, um, and I'm going to give you guys some samples. Now, a couple things about our beef jerky. It's different than most. Uh, when you buy most beef jerky, you pull it out of the bag, and it's got a red tint or a red hue to it. Does anybody know what that is? Probably some sort probably of dye. Food or coloring, probably. It's added nitrates and nitrites, and they use that as a preservative. Preservative, yeah. So that if you go online and do a little research about that stuff, it's not that good for you. Right. So that's what that is. So when you bite into most of that jerky, it's kind of chewy, almost like elasticy. Right. And that's what that's from. The other thing is uh, we have gluten-free flavors. So Mary is uh, gluten intolerant, so it just made sense to do jerky that's gluten-free. Now, most people would say, what would be in jerky that has gluten in it? Well, there's a couple things. A lot of the major manufacturers who grind their jerky add filler to it. So you might have a wheat byproduct. The other thing is soy sauce. 
standard soy sauce, the soybeans, when, when they make the soy sauce, there's gluten in it. Uh, so you either have to do a gluten-free soy sauce or tamari, which is <clears throat> a soy sauce, but it's made in there's a different process for it that takes the glutens out. Uh, it's, that's kind of technical for everybody. but uh, And then we don't add any MSG at all. So that's a big thing. Which is very rare. Uh, so uh, most of the packages will say monosodium glutamate on it. That's MSG. Uh, that's a flavor enhancer. So I'm here to tell you, if you need to enhance the flavor of your jerky, you're not doing it. Right. You're doing something wrong. Right. So I'm going to give you guys some flavors. Um, and, I'm, and, and then the way I tell everybody, we're not competing against, I'll use the manufacturer, Jack Links. You can buy Jack Links jerky cheaper than you can buy Stanger Sugar Shack jerky. But you're buying jerky on the package. It'll say right on it, packaged in the USA. So what's that tell anybody? If you're thinking about what that just said. That means it's me, made somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, it's made somewhere else and it just gets put in the package here. Right. So. so our beef is 100% USA beef. It's made in the USA. Uh, we're doing brisket cut on all of our jerky. So it's brisket, uh, which is an... Anybody that knows anything about smoking meats and stuff, you know, we're not looking for the cheap cut. Uh, we don't form it. We don't add uh, preservatives to it. It's just 100% beef. So I'm going to give you guys some flavors here. I want to see if you can guess what they are. All right. So everybody's got a piece of jerky. Smell it. So take a bite of it and tell me what flavor you think that is. It's good. Got a sweet savor. Got, got a little bit of sweet like in maple there. pepper. There you go. That's the maple pepper. That's the maple pepper. Is it? That's the that's the flavor that, that started it all for us. Man, that, that is our number one seller. Maple that is pepper. So good. So it's got the we call it sweet heat maple pepper because yeah. it's got the black pepper heat and uh, maple uh, maple syrup and all one hundred percent natural ingredients. It's freaking excellent. You no, name no pepper on yours, Jeff? No bit. No bit. That's really good. It must have all been on mine. <laughs> you got it there on the tail end. All right. Don't forget to clean your palate. <laughs> That's why I'm getting ready to cleanse my palate right. with some Evan Williams. Can't forget that. Rip, rip that in half for both of you. Oh, I thought he was just and being... You can have the rest of the bags. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, we may have to do... Uh, we have to get another well, drink. The back of that will be going home with me. Then. I have to yeah. refill my glass. Well, all right. So take a bite of this one and see what you think. Milder than... So this is our lakeside brisket. That's what we call this. This is our original blend. So it's just, it's a down-home, laid-back, throw your fishing pole in the lake, relaxed jerky. Yep, that's some pretty yeah. good stuff there. You know what? This would be deer hunting jerky because you wouldn't need to have a drink. See how moist we make the jerky? That's yeah. what I'm getting at. A monk can make a comment on is it, it is a moist jerky. It's not dry and pulley. It's not, right. you don't have to rip it apart or and it isn't it's, gooey, chewy. Like, a lot no. of jerky is that, like you said, it's like um, stretchy. Like, you could stretch it like it's that's, elastic. That's very good. Now, I'm going to give you something that you and probably 90% of our listeners, maybe more, have never had before in beef jerky. If you can get the bag open. If I can get the bag open. Our bags are all resealable. Well, I can see some pepper on Just, this one. Definitely different texture here on this. Oh, wow. Definitely like yeah. a chip. Comes crispy. There you go. That's a chip. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, these a, are, like this is the new snack chip. Garlic. This is our garlic flavor, but it's beef jerky chips. That's, Never seen that before, have you? That's interesting there. That was a good guess, huh? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, damn, that's good. And it crunches like a chip. Yeah. 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 
It definitely tastes the garlic in it too. Yeah. That's good. Was it not what you're expecting? Where? Nope. First of all, when you yeah, hear jerky. Like that okay, that's a new level. Yeah, there's nobody else has that around here. No. So the beef jerky, beef jerky chips originated in Hawaii. Now we got them in Indiana. It's definitely different. That's that is definitely different. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's just hard to describe because it's well, it it's is. not dry, but it's crunchy. Right. Yeah, I don't know how, the easy way. I don't know if that explains it because you can chew these, it. These poor people listening to us are like, he's a bunch of idiots. We can't taste any of this. We're going to have to get on. We're at it. Now, what's the flavor of this again? It's chip mm, what? Gar- garlic. Garlic. Garlic gourmet chips. So if I want to order some of this, I go what? Uh, StangerSugarShack.com. So you just type it in your browser, Stanger Sugar Shack, and it'll come up. It'll take you to our webpage. You can buy it right off of there. Or within the next uh, month or so, if you're local, uh, you can find it at all the Gilman's True Value Home Centers, the hardware stores. Uh, just cut a deal with the Gilman's, and uh, they're going to be representing and distributing to 13 stores uh, throughout Indiana and Ohio. So you can get it there. The other place you can get it is Benevolent Sun Botanicals in Metamore, Indiana. And one last place in town. Um, and he got in right before I cut the deal with Gilman's, or he wouldn't be there. Is crazy dogs. He's going to have it there. Good. Then I'm betting if you talk to Hoosier Foreign Auto, maybe they'll have some. There'll probably be some there, yeah. We're cleansing yeah, that's our the, that's palate. The, we got to do this more often because we drink more. Over there. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Take a look at this jerky first. Looks like bacon. It does, yeah, it doesn't it? Looks like bacon. Well, taste it. Is this pork jerky? Oh, smells like bacon. Smells like smoke flare. I haven't tasted it. I'm just smelling it. To get that. Sweet, sweet maple. No. Smoke maple bacon. Bacon. This is maple bacon. And yes, wow. it's real bacon. Wow. So, <clears throat> I didn't think you could, you know, we can't go wrong with maple. And I don't know anybody, period, that doesn't like baby bacon. Oh my so we decided to put together a maple bacon flavor. You know what I like about that? Cut that in your cheek. Just, yeah, that's some good stuff. Your mouth is watering while it you're is. eating. It's it just is. It's just like, like flushing it out. Like, it's wow. like the sap coming out of the tree. Man. <laughs> it is. <clears throat> so this well, I'm lo- going to tell you what. They're, they're, you're not going to find anything in the store like that. No. No. That doesn't come out of this package. Wow. I mean, I've... I've uh, I mean, I've tried a lot of different jerkies and different snacks throughout, but man, that's something. Totally that is a that's a quencher. Yeah. So I you mean, talk about tasting different jerky. So ever since I started in the beef jerky business, every gas station I stop at along the roadside, I, my wife Mary will tell you, I buy a bag of jerky. I find something I've never sure. seen before. There's some bad jerky out there. <laughs> oh, God. There's a lot of bad jerky out there. Yeah, I've bought some. I used to run towing and yeah. do, running all over the place. And jerky's something you can eat while you're driving and kind of keep you going. And, yeah, I've gotten some that I've thrown the bag, dumped the bag yeah. out the window so, and I hope mean, the birds like it. Yes. I try to make sure our jerky's, A, f- flavorful, as moist as you can make it it's without being jerky. too moist. Hold on. There's the maple. We've got to do the last flavor. Oh, oh, you got another flavor. Oh, there's more. Oh, okay. And there's more. Oh, okay. So this last flavor, I save for last for a reason. Uh-oh. Good wash. Good wash, guys. So I came up with the flavor. Well, that last one was like dessert, so. Yeah, it yep. was. You should have had that one last. No, you're going to know why this one was last. Oh, okay. 
There's one for you. All right. What do you think it is? What do you think going on there? I don't know, but this is really good. So this is my blazing beef. So it takes a while for the heat to kick yeah, in. Yeah, there it comes. Yeah. Uh, I make it out of sriracha sauce. Use the sriracha. So, and it's it's a little sweet, too. It's a slow burn. I was going to say, yeah. there's sweet in there. Yeah, there's yeah. a big delay. In there's it. a there's delay in it. It's a slow burn. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't want anything. What I hate is when you hate, eat something so hot, you can't taste anything. This, you get really get the taste of flavor, and then you get the heat. I yep. love that. Now, you know there. what? I, I kept that for last. Ooh, so. There it comes. Man, that's a cheek dweller right there, boys. You tuck that in. Man. Wow. Yeah, definitely want to have a drink around when you do that one. All right. So the deer hunting. I'm going to do for the deer hunting, guys, because I always carry the deer hunting. The lakeside and the sugar maple. Those you could definitely take on a hunt because you don't need to have a bunch of drinking. Try. When you're eating it, you can eat send, a bag of it. Send me that uh, lake, lakeside, yeah, that one now. Show Ruben in the back. <laughs> so there you have it, boys. So like I said, all our jerky is uh, MSG-free, gluten-free. You know, it's the healthy stuff. Good for you. Good you know, I love the packaging because I can see all the product inside of it, uh, right. which sells itself. We have uh, resealable nice. packs. Very nice. Uh, you know, when I first started out, I got a deal on packages. They weren't resealable. So I just told everybody, that's because you're supposed to eat it all once you open it. Right. But uh, now I'm doing the resealable packages, and uh, they're three-ounce packages. All Everything's three-ounce except for the garlic chips. Obviously, if you had three ounces of garlic chips, you'd have a bag about, you know, five-gallon bucket to get three ounces of chips. So it's an ounce and a half for the garlic chips. But it started out like it. You know, obviously six ounces of meat, and then it's been shrunk down. So, but you know, it's uh, been kind of a dream to get this up off the ground a little bit more. And uh, this year, I decided to take the big step. COVID slowed it up, uh, unfortunately. But uh, so take us, we're take us a little bit now. through just the general process for making jerky, as opposed to you know other meat processes. So jerky is a process, you know. You process and dry the meat, actually. So uh, you get your marinade, wh- whatever flavor you're going to be, you get that put together. I use uh, a vacuum tumbler, so you put it all in a tumbler uh, with your sauce, and you put it under vacuum. What that does, for those of you who make jerky, and put it in your refrigerator and flip it every 12 hours for a couple days, it does all that work in an hour. It sucks the, uh, the marinades right into the meat. Uh, so you tumble it for an hour, and it's like being in the refrigerator, being flipped a couple times for a couple days. Um, and then you put it in a dehydrator. We use dehydrators. Uh, the meat itself has to get to 160 degrees. Um, so we'll talk about that for a minute. A lot of uh, home dehydrators do not get to 160 degrees, um, which could be a problem if you're... So this is where nitrates and nitrites come in. So... Most of the jerky recipes call for a cure to be added to them. That allows the meat to cure in lieu of dehydrating it all the way. That's, and then it's safe to eat. So we don't do that. We get our meats to 160, so we don't have to use a cure on them. Uh, the bacon, that bacon flavor, is a, it's an uncured bacon. So there's no added nitrates or nitrites to it. Um, so obviously we get it off the dehydrator and sort it and... It's inspected five different times before it actually goes in the bag and gets sealed. We so. need to pass that honey or that bacon 
There's none left. What the <laughs> heck? No, because I got some sriracha you just know, taking hold down here. <laughs> here's, I'm copping on this. What I like about this is all, every piece that I've eaten tonight, except for the chip, of course, it's not supposed to be. Right. It's moist. Right. That's, you, can that's, chew, you can bite right through it. It's chewable. Now, some people, I, I understand some people like chewy jerky, and that's, uh-huh. um, I, I, our, our brand is a little moister. But it's not a processed moist. It's not a... a yeah, it's not. It, you haven't ground this. this yeah, is, this, this is not right. ground. This, this is, is actually strips of meat. Right, and it's still it's still not like break your teeth, you know, tough, chewy, you know, like you'll get right. a lot of times when you're, you know, going through the truck stop. You, you get some to, jerky, you got to put it in your mouth for a while, and hopefully it softens up so you can chew it. I have right. to tell you, I mean, I tasted this a couple of years ago when you first yeah, started this. Yeah. I, I, it, to me, it's different now. Well, you're you got a different flavor there. The maple pepper, and I was probably a little drier back then because I wanted to make right, sure. Sure. You sure. uh, wanted to make sure it was safe. Right. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, it's great stuff. Well, thank you. So, go to Stanger Sugar Shack, pull it up on your browser. I'll put the links in the podcast as well. Check us out, and uh, let's see how far <coughs> we can get some Stanger Sugar Shack shipped. Say so, that five times fast. <laughs> yes. So we did a deal a couple years ago before COVID. We've seen how far bags of jerky would go. So I think the furthest was Utah. Yeah, Salt Lake City. Salt oh, Lake wait, City. Whoa, whoa, wait. Well, uh, that was at the time. Oh, okay. It might, might be something Because it made it to Deadwood, South Dakota, and Idaho. Oh. It actually made it to Idaho. We made it to Northern California. All right. Yeah, we were in the Did Redwoods. you have photo proof? Yes, we did. We went to the, we went to right. the Redwoods with it. All right, then you beat me then, because I had Idaho. Yep, we were in the Redwood Forest. Yep, oh, and All West right. Coast. I got close. <laughs> All I can say is I've got plenty of it. <laughs> but I enjoy it. It's a great way to... Uh, you know, it's. I, I'm hoping it's my. Uh, I want to retire from what I'm doing now and do nothing but uh, shake hands, sell jerky, and and uh, maple syrup. So, so. Que- question: Since this doesn't have the nitrates and nitrites or whatever shelf how, life. How, yeah, what is the shelf life so of this it, compared? So we stamp one year from the date of packaging on there. Uh, it's good for far longer than that, but we want to cover our butts, and the insurance wants us to cover our butts. I have jerky upstairs from our first year, uh, and it's still good. So once I open it, is there a – I mean, it's like anything else then, I guess. Yeah, once you open it, it's Eat totally it. different. So we package ours. We don't vacuum seal it. We package it with oxygen absorbers. So they, that's that little white thing that's in, in packages, and you're like, what in the world is that? What that does, it absorbs the oxygen out of the package. And the oxygen is what what makes any bacteria grow. So you suck the oxygen out. Nothing. If there is anything in there, it cannot grow. Uh, so once you open the bag, you've reintroduced, you've reintroduced oxygen. oxygen. So so if you open a bag and the oxygen packet is hard as a rock, that bag's it's not in. Yep. Yeah, that bag's not, not good. I don't want to say it's not good, but I've opened packages of stuff and they've been hard as a rock. That means it's got oxygen that's that's been introduced, introduced to the to absorber. It. So, well, that was all very good, yep. and I'm still getting sriracha burn. I got a so that's four, I got a little forehead sweat going here right now. Yeah, that's, so that's good. That's our that's blaze and beef slow burn. Yeah, yeah that's really. We good. have one other uh, flavor I don't have a sample of because we ate it all. <laughs> it's our <laughs> terrific. Is it terrific? It's uh. Totally teriyaki. Oh yeah, it's an orange peppered teriyaki. 
Well, that does sound good. Yes. Uh, and you're completely out of that? Yes. Don't worry. I've got uh, figures. 200 bags of everything coming here okay. in a couple of days. So we'll be all good. I'll have the exclusive touch of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Pretty lucky. Yeah. So I'll be keeping that stuff under lock and key. But, you know, anybody out there that's interested in the jerky or the syrup, you can go to stangersugarshack.com. Uh, or just type it in your browser, and uh, we got a Facebook page as well as a website. So we sell it all right there. And if you're local within the uh, tri-state, Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Maple Syrup Weekend is March 13th this year. Come on out. We'll have beef jerky. We'll have maple syrup. We'll have honey products from a couple different guys. And actually, the elderberry folks from Benevolent Sons, gonna, they're going to have some of their elderberry stuff here as well. So it should be a great time. Good. Hopefully by then we're not uh, coated red with the COVID-19 uh, lockdown. So it gives us a couple months to get stuff out there. So Sounds like fun. Guys, got anything else about maple syrup, beef jerky, besides how fast can you get some? I, I can tell you, I, all I can say is it's really good. I, I mean, I've tasted a lot of different jerkies and stuff, and I remember the the hype on this stuff back in the early 2000s, but it seems like it's just... Got to a new level now. Well, see, the believe it or not, the millennials are pushing the whole jerky thing. They're really? big into jerky. Wow. Well, uh, it's a, it's a. I mean, if you look at yours, it's a, it is a healthy snack. It is because there's nothing in it. Basically, it's meat, Protein. some flavoring, yeah. and that's it. You don't have any of the other chemicals. You know, the the stuff you're trying to avoid, like we were talking about the syrup earlier, the high fructose corn syrup. That's the probably the worst thing you can. Put oh, it yeah. in your body. Exactly. So you get pure maple syrup and you get the sugar, the sweetness, but you don't have um you know, you don't have the the bad part. So it's a natural sugar. So yes, it's still sugar, but it's not bad for you, sugar. You know, it's easy way to say it. it's like eating fruit or eating a tablespoon of sugar. Fruit is sweet, but it's a natural right. sweet. Nice. You know, yeah, I know there's right. doctors that one doctor told me if you can't kill it, pick it or grow it, you don't want to eat it. Right. Well, you can't grow high. You don't really grow high fructose corn syrup. I mean, no, nah. <laughs> it doesn't come off the stock that yeah, way. It doesn't come out that way. So you know, the natural way of getting your flavors and your sweetness is, you don't necessarily want to eat all sweet. But if you're going to get it, get it naturally because it it's it's uh, processed by your body better and easier. I, I I like how you cross different flavors. I mean. I, I try to make sure we have yeah. something that will uh, satisfy everybody. So. <laughs> that sriracha is really good. It's still, it's still there. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for the flavor that has honey in the, in the that's, title. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah well, does, he knows some honey producers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hmm. right. That's what I'm thinking. Honey maple. No. Uh, that's an overload, I think. overload of sugar. Well, the, yeah. You never know. We'll have to work on that one. All right. Well, I think... That's it for maple syrup and beef jerky. So for Cross the Line 1524, we've got Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, and Ruben Hunts, and I'm Island Stanger, and we'll see you next time with Table 12. You know, there's nothing like having a little beef jerky to get you through the day. Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Beef Jerky made right here in the USA. 100% USA beef, gluten-free. MSG free, no added nitrates or nitrites. Do you know how beef jerky's made? Well, it's simple. It's from a cow staring too long at Chuck Norris. Just kidding. Stanger Sugar Shack beef jerky, no MSG either. 
We've got a ton of flavors. Come check us out at StangerSugarShack.com or on Facebook at Stanger Sugar Shack. Your place for beef jerky. Be sure to use coupon code 1524 to receive a special 15% discount for our listeners out there. Stanger Sugar Shack is in no way affiliated with Chuck Norris, nor is he affiliated with the cow that stared at him way too long. That's right. Well, we hope you've had a good time listening to uh, talking about maple syrup as well as our beef jerky. Obviously, the maple syrup, you know, it's a dying art. There's not that many people that do it anymore, you know, growing up. You know, my parents, you know, remember their parents and grandparents. Uh, all of them made maple syrup as, as part of, you know, growing up. They'd make it and then use it in the house. Nowadays, you know, it, there's there's a select few folks making maple syrup. Uh, one of the questions Jeff had asked during the podcast is if maple trees were in other countries, and absolutely they are, uh, especially over in European countries. Uh, we talked about Russia a little bit. So there's maple trees all over. Uh, well, obviously not tropically, but uh, and even if there were maple trees down south, they would not produce maple syrup because they would not get below freezing. So you wouldn't have the sap going up and down process. So the other thing we talked about was the Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Beef Jerky. Uh, and quite honestly, that's going out next weekend to all the uh, Gilman's True Value stores. So if you're there's 13 of them. There's uh, 11 of them in Indiana, uh, two of them in Ohio. If you get a chance, go check it out. If you're not around one, you know, we have listeners all over. So if you're interested check us out uh, we're at stangersugarshack.com is our website or on facebook at stanger sugar shack uh, we have our beef jerky online there uh, as well as our maple syrup when we have maple syrup we're out right now obviously it's seasonal and unfortunately uh, the cold weather has hit us hard here in the midwest and uh, we're all, we're in indiana and besides the sap that that flowed when i first put tap the trees to clean the lines out and it's not flown since uh so we're hoping that changes the indiana maple syrup weekend is march 13th and 14th this year of 2021 we're only open on the 13th so uh, we'll have more information coming out on that on our website and our facebook page if you're elsewhere in indiana you can go to indianamapleweekend.com uh, that website is sponsored by the Indiana Maple Syrup Producers, and uh, they list all the sugar camps that are open. Obviously, we're one of them, but there's others. So you may be closer in another one you like to, to go to. Or, you know, if you like listening to the podcast, all the guys from the podcast will be here during Maple Syrup Weekend. So for Reuben Hunt, Jeff Montag, Dwayne Bischoff, I'm Alan Stanger, and you've been listening to Cross the Line 1524. Hey, no Across the Line 1524 is recorded with a live audience at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Just want to drink. And that's all I got now. Don't you think? Pay no attention to the bottle. Out the door. Hey, anybody got any of that good beef jerky over here?